Wake up, buyer payer people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here morning show. Take it away, you two. Good morning, Good morning. everyone. Happy Fourth uh, <laughs> of July Eve. Yeah. Glad to have you here. Oh, we got a little echo today. Something's going on in the audio. There we go. Have it on that. Oh yeah, probably on my side. Okay. We'll uh, get it straightened out. There we go. Yeah. So Hi. welcome everybody. Look at how uh, Michelle's sporting her new tan. <laughs> it's for those of you who this is the day that you want want to be on video, not audio. You can check out the yeah the um, golden tan. It oh. Mm. Tell tell the listeners about what you did. Um, I have this. Um, good morning, Karen. It's, hey, Karen. Uh, it's great to see you or to, to hear from you. Um, I have this small group of friends and we, um, we just are like, are so different, but in some ways we're on the same kind of journey um, uh, of like building a business and really trying to find our voice in our business and, you know, kind of, uh, talking an awful lot about how do we want to, how do we want to, um, like be, um, throughout our day and how we, we want to show up in business and all that kind of stuff. And so these, these women are just so precious to me and so yummy to me. And we get together about once a quarter where we, um, we, uh, no distractions. We just, we drop in and we eat and we, we like going somewhere warm and we sunbathe and we talk and we laugh and we celebrate and we cry. And it's kind of like really what women should be to each other. It's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. So, so beautiful. I, I wish for any female out there that is listening that you can either create or find your spot to be able to, to do that. And so lots of sun, and I actually spent two days, I got a little heat stroke. And so I spent two days where I just, I wasn't really in the sun because I just was achy and, and all of the stuff. What did you just do that changed the sound? Cause it made it better. I don't hear anything. Okay. Man, it's just in my head. All right. Um, so yeah, that's what I am. I'm so a real different sense of like, <sighs> yeah. I, feel, I feel vacationed. Yeah, not can, in a way that I need a vacation for my vacation. Those of you who listen regularly mm. can hear the difference in mm. the pace of her speaking and everything. Like she's just way calm, oh, and way, so way good. chilled so out good. after the vacation. So mm. now we're jumping back into the rhythm of <laughs> buy here, pay here. Did so. we already say? Uh, I think I did. I go through all of these. I um, Facebook user. Good morning, folks. Back from a three-week vacation. Time to catch up. Welcome yeah, we back. Can't, we can't see who you are, Facebook Thank user, you. but that sounds. I'm so wonderful. glad you're here. Yeah. Um, and Shelly, firecrackers. Yeah. Uh, firecrackers happy fourth of july yeah. tomorrow so thank you um and then uh george yeah. good morning george from hi george and from hot scottsdale jorge jorge yeah yeah okay so um so yeah and jim handled everything and and like <laughs> well, did it <laughs> he did a lovely of, job oh uh, i mean I, we got it to air <laughs> live which I, is 
yeah. clumsy, but, but we're was, glad you're back. It was, uh, you know, it. Uh, thank you. Yeah. I'm, gl I'm glad. I'm glad I'm appreciated for mm, sure, you know, of course. all the stuff. But uh, yeah. Forget the noise. I still so tomorrow is a big day. Um, before we get into stuff, it's the 4th of July. I hope everyone um, has a beautiful, safe, but spectacular holiday. Yeah. And I'm reminded mm -hmm. just quickly, we talked about this last 4th of July, I'm sure. But, you know, when, one of the things, you know, 4th of July is to celebrate independence. And People who are in the buy here, pay here business uh -huh. can certainly celebrate mm -hmm. independence because mm -hmm. we we're independent car dealers, we're independent uh, banks. And uh, so, you know, it's mm -hmm. a beautiful business. It's a beautiful opportunity. And so I just uh, a moment to recognize that yeah. we enjoy a lot of independence and buy here, pay here. And so uh, you can do one extra firework, you know, or whatever for, oh, to, yeah. to, uh, to observe our our industry that I'm we enjoy. Super, super grateful. I mean, you know, you talk about Independence Day and super grateful to live in a place where we really do get to create anything we want. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of people on this planet that just don't have that. And mm -hmm. we're like super blessed. So that's, if there's anything you take into your day and your celebration for tomorrow or for the 4th of July, just try to bring in a sense of gratitude for like this beautiful place that we live that allows us to be able to do the stuff mm -hmm. that we do and that brings us joy and fires us up. Right. So, yep. Outstanding. Okay. Uh, August 1st, before oh, yep, we, um, yep. uh, keep it on your calendar. Really, this is just going to be such a, uh, a great, it's, it's more operational um, in the track. Uh, and so it's, it's on deal structure and Jim and, um, and uh, why, why do I keep going? Mark Burkholder, Brent Carmichael, okay. sorry, Brent, no offense, um, meant and, and, um, Chuck, uh, Banano. Chuck Banano. She's are, not really awake. I, yet, so. Well, I just, apparently I'm like, Still in yeah, my mode. head's just, yeah. <laughs> bear with me folks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm catching up. Um, it's going to be really great uh, diving into some raw data and numbers. And if you want anyone um, that, you know, that these are three of the good people to talk about this. I know that there are others and I appreciate that there are others as well. I mean, we've, we've had, we, yeah, these are three people that really um, understand the stuff. So it's mm -hmm. going to be a beautiful thing. And this week we expect to be able to announce our third uh, faculty member. I say th uh, three coaches in addition to Michelle and myself. So mm -hmm. we're uh, we're excited to be able to announce our third faculty member. And many of you will get notified about that by email and and what have you. But uh, yeah, for our September event, September 18th okay, through 21st. Yes. We do have a couple of seats left. Mm -hmm. And um, and this is a very closed, uh, not closed. We're keeping it small because that will help the level of impact yeah, going to be very intimate have. just for um, dealers just and spouses dealers. are welcome for dealers and a plus one and, it could be yeah, a business partner or spouse whatever. yeah and so so far we do have brent carmichael will be there mm -hmm. um and brent's lovely wife who i'm looking forward to meeting um and then mark burkholder and mark's lovely wife christy uh -huh. and um and then we'll be announcing our 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 well we're kind of the third and we're, we're like one, we're the third. And then there's another person that's coming that we'll be announcing that pretty soon here. Right. Okay. It's going to be great. Yeah. So. Very good. So do you, mm -hmm. I think they can find that information yep. on the, the August 1st is at bhphnationtv.com. Yep. So okay. check that out. All right. So let's jump into our thing, shall we? I need to pull up some some polls. Oh, well, so we, so we, you yeah. you take you take the wheel. Yeah. So <laughs> let me just kind of explain. Our topic for today was going to be about 
sales capacity. Been working with a couple of clients on this thing. And and let me just say right off the bat, there's there's a lot of a lot of factors here. So we're not going to say it depends as much as we're going to talk about the the factors that it depends on in order to say what is your sales capacity? How many buy here, pay your contracts could you conceivably produce if all the pieces of the machine were working well? So, you know, if you think about the, there's a lot of things to, to look at. First would be, you know, obviously our marketing and lead generation, but we're not going to spend a lot of time there today. We're going to talk about when of the leads that we get, what, how many of those could we move to the delivery and what is keeping us from running at an optimum level? So maybe we just kind of reverse engineer this thing, Michelle, and just say, okay, if if I could supply the cars, let's take the inventory element out of it for just a minute. If I could supply the cars and that were not an, a concern here, mm-hmm. we could fill the holes as we sold a car. Then we could look at the capacity of our sales people. Let's look at let's look at the sales side first and back into the lead part. But if you look at a salesperson, we did a poll, um, you know, many months ago, and the question was, what um, what's your capacity of your sales people? Like, what what do you typically look for in terms of production? Okay. You know, from your sales people, like what kind of volume? And so we we got that. We'll we'll try to show it, but it's basically it's a poll that that basically said we kind of grouped them in less than 10 10 to 15 i think and then uh, 15 to 20 yeah so i didn't pull that one up so okay. do you want me to pull that one yeah up i think it might be in a separate email but but bottom line is that that's what we're really looking at is you have to ask yourself what could my people produce um and, and you know the truth is your closing ratio per person might be a little different um here's a general rule that i've used across years and i think this just generally still applies most salespeople will be able to close and, and really this has a little bit to do with your inventory and other parts of your operation. But generally speaking, most salespeople will be able to close about one out of three people that they speak to on the lot, mm-hmm. maybe one out of two in this day and age with more, you know, online digital applications coming in, whatever, what have you. But if we just think about the people on the lot that visit the building and, and if I'm the salesperson that greets them, then I'm probably going to close about one, let's use one out of three. So now the question, oh, good. Thank you. So now the question becomes, what, you know, what is the, um, what is going to be that volume? Then we can back into that. If we know that we're going to close one out of three, if I'm, so let's go to the poll here. I can show them like that says this poll was from, what does that say? January of 22. Yeah, it was, it was a minute ago. It's a while yeah. ago. So basically, we're just asking what what do we think that that capacity is per person, and and well, what are you looking mm-hmm. for? What's the question actually say? Um, it says, says um, inspired by this week's question from dealer Darren Smith. What is your average monthly buy here pay here volume per full time sales person? Right, and we look. There's a lot of operations out there running with five people, and yeah. salesperson is also the sales manager is also the general manager. Right, mm-hmm. we know that happens, but for those people who have, you know, a full-time salesperson, then you can see that the 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 most common answer or the the one that got the most votes was 20 to 24 sales per month, which seems a little high to me. I would have expected that category of 15 to 19 to have more uh, votes. And then the, actually we have more votes at 10 to 14. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you can see that virtually all of the answers come in in that 10 to 
24 range. So, you know, it's just a question of experience and effectiveness and gift of gab and whatever other talents we might want to, you know, attribute to that. But, and obviously, as we said, again, inventory can be a bit of a factor there as well. Mm -hmm. But if we use a general rule of, of, you know, if, if that salesperson is going to close, I'm going to pick for right now, I'm going to say 15 sales per month is typically, you know, what that person can close. And if we said that they're going to close typically one out of three people that they speak to on the lot, that means they need to see about 45 customers per month on the lot in order to, for that to translate to 15 deliveries. So you can adjust those numbers any way you wish. I mean, it can obviously be as far as people on the lot, we can make that, you know, you want 20 per month per person. You generally need to put about 60 customers in front of them on the lot. Mm -hmm. So now you can reverse engineer that part and say, what's the percentage that I'm looking for there as far as people on the lot, obviously we got to get them on the lot. So now we back up and look at what percentage of leads are we succeeding with getting to the lot. You got a different poll. Yep, it's right there. You want to read the question? Um, the poll says for those tracking all leads from all sources. So that's, a, I think, a key thing to talk about is that it's talking about for those of you that are tracking all leads from all sources, um, those who answered, what uh, what is your last three months average closing delivery percentage of total leads in buy here, pay here? And, and we, we tagged one of the dealers that we were working with on that. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it, I mean, it reached a lot of people. We didn't get a lot of answers, mm -hmm. um, but it, we reached a lot of people. And, um, so none of you are that answered or experiencing something that is more than, um, uh, 25% of all the leads that we are tracking, um, end up buying. Mm -hmm. Um, and no one said anything about the 20 to 25%. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we start to see things trickle into the 15 to 20, 10 to 15 and less than 10. Yeah. So let's just stick with that 10 to 15%. And just for Half simple math, people said that, yeah, yeah. for simple math, we just said 10%. If you had, you know, 10% of the leads that you, that you, originate and, and obviously we can work through what is the definition of lead but generally any kind of inquiry anybody that expresses some interest in a car or otherwise you know makes contact with us as a prospective buyer let's mm -hmm. call that a lead okay and so if we use 10 percent for easy math then if if my salesperson is going to see you know 60 people on the lot to be able to close 20 Mm -hmm. then that means we need to be able to see about 600 leads per month for that one salesperson. You follow that math? Yeah. I need to be able to do 600 leads in a month for the one salesperson and get 10% of them in the building. Now, I will say that in this digital age, this is why, you know, the answer is not a quick one because the, the reality is with this digital environment that we're in mm -hmm. and a lot of people doing you know, text link to have a customer fill out an application. Obviously there's web forms, there's web applications. And so a lot of people are submitting applications online, which means we're working the deals more online, which obviously can translate into a higher percentage of closing. Once the customers come to the building, we've yeah. had people, we've had conversations with people out there that have a really high percentage of closing at the building. But I think you have to be careful about that because 
you don't want to draw too big a conclusion because that's really with people mm-hmm. who are working the entire thing out of the building. They don't really even invite the customer to the building. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's a whole <laughs> different sort of mathematics. But I'm just saying if with your salespeople, one of the other interesting things, and we touched on this, especially back in our January webinar, mm-hmm. um, this whole thing about often the people that we employ in the building who are salespeople greeting customers on the lot, uh-huh. those people are not always as good at the digital online chat. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. So great this is one case of the for a BDR if or someone that's responsible for that kind of communication. And right. just there's not a lot of salespeople that are really talented in that. Yeah. Well, and that's so important. Maggie's probably going, Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well they have different skill sets. I mean there's there's a phone call, which is yeah. Maggie's thing, right? And mm-hmm. and we don't get But as Maggie's many about calls. communication, period. Yeah. And yeah. so it's like how long her thing or when we did that event in January where it was about, um, you know, closing those leads, mm-hmm. um, bringing and getting them on the lot that she's like the most effective benchmark for what she does. And when it was like within, I want to say like not hours and not even like within an hour, it was like within minutes or seconds after someone hits you that they're getting a connection, a response yeah. and it's starting. Yeah. Yeah. And Morning, there's not Bill. a lot of salespeople that, that um, have the bandwidth or know how to do that. Effectively. Well, it's just, it's a different skill set in my mind. Mm-hmm. I mean, the people who are good in person are not going to be the same people that are good often in a, in a mm-hmm. chat box or chat thread. Sure. It's like, that's just not a, that same kind of dialogue. Mm-hmm. And, and often there's an age gap and whatever it's like. So we just have to be watchful about all that. And I think if we just kind of keep it on, you know, what are the bottlenecks? What are the limitations? What keeps us from doing our capacity? So if we think about next, uh, yeah, when okay. in just a minute, I okay. think um, what I'm really looking at is just from a standpoint of just what, what can I produce? If I can feed the inventory and inventory is not my challenge, then what is it in our sales process? It's going to be people and processes. What, what, what are the constraints? What keeps us from being able to, you know, get optimum in terms of our closing ratio and mm-hmm. our deliveries? So those are the things, you know, we kind of backed up from, you know, how many people can we get on the lot? Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's this whole thing in our industry about timing of applications. I said some people are shooting links and doing applications all Oh, remote. that's the one you wanted to talk about. Oh, no, no, not necessarily. <laughs> okay. I'm talking through all of it. So okay. you don't have to jump. It's all like, right. um, the, the thing is... <laughs> We're, we're just talking through all the pieces. And, okay. and so we don't have to even refer to those polls. But basically, when we look at the process, then we know that if we go backwards, certain number of people on the lot, mm-hmm. and then when do we take the application and when do we test drive? Mm-hmm. So we can show that one if you've so got it. I, the one I've got set up is um, is a percentage of, of buy here, pay here customers. Okay, so let me read the poll really quick. And it was... Of buy here, pay here customers who visit your lot, what percentage take delivery? Right. And um, and there were 28 votes on this one. Um, uh, it looks By like, far. you know, we're all having some level of success because less uh, the the less than 10%, mm-hmm. there really wasn't anything there. There were a couple that were um, of people that land on the lot that were 10 to 20%. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there were a couple that were 20 to 30%. The majority was over 30%. And I'd like to make a a jump, but well, Mm -hmm. let's not squirrel. 
Okay. Okay. That we talked earlier about of leads that are being captured, mm -hmm. how many are getting closed or how many mm -hmm. are, in, and those numbers were, um, obviously that there's not a lot of, uh, not a lot of daters out there that are like tracking that, capturing right. that lead thing. Cause this, this is, this is not, this is not shabby for dealers that, that, um, over 30% when they land on the lot. Yeah. Again, yeah. I think the, the variable in all of that mm -hmm. is how many of them are doing the application before okay. the customer ever gets there. So that yeah. means you're really, sometimes dealers are only inviting in the qualified applicants. Yeah. So that's a little different thing. And so let's do, um, let's do this here too. And, and that, it, that really is, it does sound like it's a, it's a function of, I need to give me just a quick second here. Keep talking. So here's a <laughs> tangent. Here's a, here's a kind of a thing to think about on that matter of the percentage of customers. So let's just think about that thing about, I'm only inviting in qualified applicants. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, ask yourself why you choose to do that. You're thinking it might, I, cause I don't want to put on my salespeople customers who are not qualified. All right. So, right, and why so is that? Up. So let's just break that down for a minute. Why would we not invite a customer who's marginally qualified or otherwise, you know, maybe a little short on down payment, whatever it is that's causing us to filter them out. We don't invite them in. Well, we, if we look at our capacity for a salesperson, they can handle so many customers per month or delivering 15 to 20 or whatever the number is. So let's, let's break that down. That's a, that's, and most dealerships, a salesperson is going to work 20 to 20, two business days a month. That means if they're delivering 20 customers a month, then that's a deal a day that they're delivering. They're greeting roughly based on these numbers, one or two other customers per day at the rate that they're going. Now they have the capacity in my mind to meet with more people. So we have to look at that. Mm. So what I'm saying, I, here's, here's my point is that if we're, if I'm a sales manager and I'm mm -hmm. working with my sales people, I'm inclined to invite, the marginally qualified customer, if they're, they're a little mm. short on down payment, a little short on income, I'm going to invite them in. Why? Because I can, when I get them here and I can talk to them and my salesperson can talk to them, we can often find a way to bring something together. Customer can actually yeah. do more down payment, or maybe there's a free and clear trade we didn't know about. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's um, somebody in the wings who can serve as a, you know, well-qualified co-buyer. Mm -hmm. My point is we're, you know, we're, we're, kind of making our salesperson job easier, I think. And, but we're also missing some leads, probably missing some opportunities yeah. because we're, we're, we're screening people out on the front end mm -hmm. and that's, we're doing that in the interest of efficiency, but I'm afraid we're over screening sometimes. Well, and, and I, I think it also is a function of what, what metrics are we using to screen them? Right. Are we using metrics to screen them um, that are really about the, um, the, the individual and the individual's uh, ability to commit to a contract and, and stay the course. Yeah. But um, you know, for our purpose today, and, and really the other question is who's making that judgment about mm -hmm. who we invite in. Like we covered that as a separate subject months ago, but, yeah. but it's a question of who makes the call about what's a qualified applicant who we invite in. Mm -hmm. And so again, if I'm thinking just as a sales manager, which that'll be a fun subject for us to take in the future. Oh, is yeah. When is the right time to hire a sales manager? Because, you know, well, yeah, we were talking about yeah, that this morning over yeah, coffee. A good sales manager can help, um, you know, limit that um, or measure 
certainly mm-hmm. and monitor that and, and make sure that we're, um, you know, looking at applicants and our salespeople are being uh-huh. evaluated, you know, on their performance and so on. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm just trying to figure out what is the, what is going to be the way to get to a place where I can measure and I can know what my salesperson capacity is, mm-hmm. invite more applicants in, work more applications and have a chance to close uh, more of those. But really, you know, if we identify the bottlenecks, it's really going to be what is our marketing thing and ability to drive leads for today. I was really just yeah. talking about the, the leads. Once we generate a lead, regardless of uh-huh. what kind of method we use to create that, what uh-huh. is, how do we generate leads and how, how do we work them? Once we get- it's it's an interesting thing. As I was, and I'm kind of like all of these different poles and pieces are kind of going think, 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 think. And, and I'm, uh, you know, there's the common, a common thread, which is going to be helpful for any dealer is to start measuring these things, mm-hmm. like getting, 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 um, getting in the habit, getting, uh, whether it be, you know, daily or, mm-hmm. or when you're doing your team meeting that you're, you're recording, like how many people showed up on the lot, Sure. just that, and ha- just walked on the lot. Um, and I'm assuming that you're asking in the course of, of your interaction with people on the lot, how did you hear about us? And so it could have been through an ad or whatever. And so that's being properly captured and that we, we start to like how many people came in. Neo's got a really great tool that, um, you know, that people come in and it'll show you where they came in from and, you know, all of those kind of things. And so it's, it's a way of a dealer being able to capture part of this information without having to like get out a spreadsheet and Mm -hmm. do the thing, but it's, you know, you, you measure the stuff. And then I think to me, my, you know, I, I get like the 25 to 30% of people are, they're closing more, more, Mm -hmm. and that's great. But it's like looking at the the you know and 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 we we see from the polls is that a lot of people are are pre qualifying before they um, drive, so that's like a step in there. But how many people of of those that are doing the twenty twenty five, how many leads are you getting? Mm-hmm. And and if you've got an effective marketing campaign and you're capturing that like you said it's 600 mm-hmm. like you know some big number of leads that are coming in in order for you to produce this well what if you had and opened yourself up to and had uh, you know sharpened up your systems so that you could capture more yeah just well, from what you're doing yeah it's it's about yeah. lead conversion which is what our whole january event was about yeah. and you can also find that at bhph nation tv i'm sure that's mm-hmm. still out there bhph nation tv.com but basically what we're suggesting is mm-hmm. you you look at those efficiencies you look at what is our capacity what is our closing ratio and and ask yourself what can we produce mm-hmm. and what what will my current structure support so you have to kind of look at these ratios and back into that math and say what how many, because we just came off a visit where we were working with a client who we identified, they actually had in their recon bottleneck a particular constraint that we just both, you know, we agreed together. Mm-hmm. We're not going to, we can't produce any more cars than this right here. So even if your salesperson is a rock star, mm-hmm. if I can only give them 10 cars a month, mm-hmm. that's all I can sell, right? So yeah. that's a constraint that is very real. Mm-hmm. you know, challenge. And so we got to figure out a, a way to move past that. So that's, uh, that's kind of amongst the things we have to analyze, but yeah, for today, it was really just looking at what's that process. And we have to look at the people. And I think this is, 
challenging because we it'd be interesting to poll to find out what percentage of the people that are out there and buy here payer even have a dedicated sales manager like most of us have to get to a certain I think a size. lot of times the dealers are like they consider themselves a dedicated sales manager. no that's not dedicated because if a dealer well, I'm, that's not dedicated they're you can't like call it that the, because yeah. you're not that's not your only job and so yeah. i'm talking about i'm talking about a full-time salesperson whose whose role is to me measure okay. the effectiveness of the sales team and make sure that we're producing all the sales because because are you saying the dealer has a lot to do already i'm saying they typically get lots of phone calls every dealer <laughs> i'm working with can't seem to finish conversation because they're taking you know text messages yeah. and phone calls so it's like mm -hmm. that's part of what happens with dealers so it's, that's going to cause you to have to be in a lot of different places so amongst the things we have to look at is mm -hmm. when can you justify hiring a sales manager because if you look at gosh if i can move my closing percentage you know 10 points mm-hmm probably pays for a salesman. I mean, you just have to look at those numbers and well, see. Well, it's what a great opportunity to develop team members into leaders and a sales manager. I mean, by giving them the like, hey, this is a thing that I would like to start tracking and I would like you to be responsible for it. How do you feel about doing that? If you want to take on the responsibility, I'll throw in an extra 50 cents or a dollar or whatever. Uh, uh, there's some that so as they take on more responsibility and spread their wings and and yeah. learn the stuff and and then that's a thumbsin off the dealer's plate that's sure. beautiful yeah, yeah. No, it can be good so i'll quickly show the spreadsheet i okay. think I, i'm going to add this to the stream and see if it will show the document <laughs> oh my gosh honey, i don't know what you did but it it's got like, weird yeah. <laughs> there you it was are. just on the screen but uh that was fun a little psychedelic <laughs> experience for you monday um so it just quickly i mean we can go through this and and uh we don't have to spend a lot of time here, but just this is kind of the way I was breaking it down. Is like you know, you look at how many total leads do we have? Do you want to enlarge that if you can, just um, a bit? I'm just going to try, but I'm not sure it's going to happen very quickly. So okay, uh, <laughs> try this and okay, that's and, that's uh, even better. Is that a little better? Yeah, it's a little bit better. I can so. probably even increase that. But okay, bottom so. line is we just talk through it. It's a hundred leads uh, total, whatever we call a lead, and I'm saying phone, web inquiries, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. and then. We might filter that, you know, you might do some sort of screening based on credit circumstance mm -hmm. or down payment. And so you see 80% of those 80 as the number is going to be our qualified leads. And that leads us mm -hmm. to some level of disqualified leads. Now, what percentage of qualified leads visit the lot? So I said 30% of the 80. So that means 24% or 24 people visit the lot from the external leads. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then you have another 15 walk up. That means we have 39 total visits mm -hmm. to the dealership. And now, you know, how many apps do we get? That's our app count of the, of the percentage of people if, that if visit you're doing 80% of the visitors are going to take an app, are going to put, do an app. Yeah. And this gets mm -hmm. tricky to measure because some of those apps are already there when the customer visits. That's right. True. So it's like you, you, so, but I'm just looking at what percentage of the, of the people who visited the lot what percentage of them did we have an app, whether it came before mm -hmm. they came or, or during their mm -hmm. visit, what percentage of an people, app period. Yes. Right. It progressed okay. to the place where we took an application. Okay. And now, so that gives us our app count. So now we can measure, okay, this salesperson, as an example, delivered 15, that's 50% of their apps and 38% of the total visits. So this would be a way that I would ask people to think about it, break it down mm -hmm. in the simplest form. And again, this is a single Can you make this available? This kind of sure. like, because I, because I'm, what I'm like, if you know, you've got a hundred leads um, and yeah. I see I just, most CRMs like, would give you like something this, like this. A lot of I the percentages hope. can just be calculated within the spreadsheet yeah. and all yeah. of that. So, sure. yeah. No, mm -hmm. it's easy enough, but I think this is really just, I just threw this together as a way for people to see and think about mm -hmm. what, what are the measurements of efficiency and 
kind of performance. This is really kind of looking at salesperson performance. Yeah. And, and then obviously on a team basis is what percentage of our, you know, of our visits are, are converting into a sale. Mm -hmm. And so to me, you know, keep in mind when you're listening to Jim, you're listening to an old school guy who's, who relies still quite heavily on the person-to-person uh, -person interaction. I know we got Lou Ramirez tuned in this yeah. morning, Bill Elizondo, uh, George, you know, George is somebody who's also comes from a background, you know, and working in sales. And, and while we can certainly do the best we can and chatting with somebody online that can really drag out and you've got somebody sitting on their sofa and there's no hurry to come down. Mm -hmm. and, and so, you know, that, that conversation can really drag out. I'm really talking about effectiveness with getting the customer to the building and then, and there's some techniques, by the way, we can use to get people off of a chat and into the building, but, but oh, for today, talk about that sometime. yeah, sometime, oh, yeah. but we, but basically I'm just saying when we get the customer to the lot, we use our, our interpersonal skills to, help you know we're basically there to yeah. to be an advocate and help the customer solve a problem and, and solve the transportation problem and and we kick in and we can have a better chance of connecting with the customer and keeping them around and and earning their business so i think this is really for today yeah. that's what i want to try to figure out is what is the what is the the role of you know the um of in the process yeah. and and what is the we measure salesperson effectiveness mm-hmm we can measure lead conversion, which may not be the same as a salesperson. Sometimes there's a BDC in the picture and, you know, there's just things like that to look at, but really we just have to ask what is the most we could produce and what's keeping us from producing it. Yeah. Obviously we haven't even talked about capital. Like if we, we have to have the dollars to supply the cars and the leads and all the stuff. So, but if money and inventory was not our limitation, then we just look at the process and what's keeping us from producing more in terms of sales. Exactly. Okay. Great conversation. Great, Thanks, great glad topic. You, glad you enjoyed it. I, I did. I, I, <laughs> that's all <our> listeners <laughs> I learned something new every day. Oh, um, uh, yeah, that was great. Um, I just want to put it out there, just another uh, plug a bit for the September event and, mm -hmm. and the August one, but the September event. Dealers out there, if you are um, coming up to a big shift, you know, it's like, I want to shift into a higher level of sales. I want to shift into, um, taking on, uh, helping my team shift into management mm -hmm. so that I can spend more time with my family. I want to shift into, um, tr transferring the, the, the operations over to my team or to my success successor or that I'm wanting to get out. I mean, big choices. This event in September is, is for that. Um, and it's, it's bringing people together that can really help you just pinpoint the stick points and the processes and, and help you to be able to formulate a plan. Yeah. Well, dealers who leave on mm -hmm. Thursday at lunchtime should have a pretty well mapped out plan yeah. and you and I will be supporting. Well, and that's that. part of this um, coming is that it includes 12 weeks or 12 sessions with Jim and I for implementation. So mm -hmm. whatever it is that that plan is when we're done, that we will be with you and walking, walking with you for three months yeah. um, yep. as part of this contract. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, if you're interested, please reach out Pri private message, Jim or myself and, um, uh, and we, we would love to be able to talk to you. Yep. What Just, else? Is there anything else like uh, that we're missing? No, that we're, I, okay. I have some, as we talk through this, I had a fun idea for our, uh, White Hat Wednesday. So I would just for, invite people to on Wednesday. Yep. I'm not going to yeah. share it today. We'll it's, announce it what 
yeah. soon what our Wednesday topic is going to be. But yeah, we'll be back here Wednesday morning. Yeah. And, and hopefully to- you all stay non-burned. Right. Keep all those fingers. Um, lots of sunscreen maybe yeah. or the shade. So not sunburned too badly as yeah. well. And, um, and Bill as well. Um, uh, I, he looks forward to the chat on how to get customers um, from the chat to the dealership. That will be give a you fun some, one. I'm going to give you some old school techniques. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and uh, happy 4th of July yeah. to you as well. So enjoy your holiday, everybody. Um, uh, what a blessing. What a great what a great time. It's a fun time of the year. Yeah. It really just is. I love fireworks. And so um, yeah. it's just a super fun time of the year. Uh, anything else? Nope. Let's, let's right. get back to the hey show. Hey guys, um, have a fantastic rest of your day. Happy Monday. Um, some of you are closed. If you're not, have a great day at the dealership. Enjoy we'll the fourth. Later. Thanks guys.